0: On today's episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast, we recap week three, Gaucho's series win against Xavier with associate head coach Donegal Fergus, 45 minutes with Ferg, and then we have our week three draft for the players of the week with Gaucho Baseball Analytics. Today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Kyle's Kitchen. Check them out downtown on Chapala Street or in Goleta on Hollister or Kaya Real, they have great food, great drinks, great people, great ingredients, uh, all of the above at Kyle's Kitchen. Proud supporters of UCSB baseball. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one strike pitch. And Mitchell belts it to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run. And the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two run homer for Claussen. And the score is due. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willets will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. He is. Associate Head Coach Donagle Fergus, and we are 10 games into the season already. It always is a shocking thing when you reach double digits, and okay, 10 games. We are essentially a sixth of the way through the season already. But Donegal, 10 games in, what's the general state of mind in, in your brain, in Ferg's brain?
1: In my brain, my state of mind. Your state of mind. Uh, oh, well... Um... I'm a rock, Kevin. You can't you can't rattle me. Nothing bothers me. It's totally fine. Everything is fine. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm uh, I'm probably the same place I was after game two, which is okay. We got work to do still, right? Uh, we have all the same challenges we saw coming have shown up, and and there's no not that there's no change, but there's, there's, there's not a lot of answers just yet in terms of that consistency piece. Uh, we knew we had a, a bunch of new players, especially on the offensive side. We just had, you know, we had new combos. We had new guys, guys playing new positions, guys playing more, much more than they ever had or for the first time for us. And we, we knew we'd have some challenges trying to find lineup combinations and, and defensive combinations and, um, seeing who was ready for, you know, for the prime time, so to speak. And, um, you know, after that second game, it, it, it felt a little bit like that
2: already. You know, like, oh,
1: well, we hit, played a great first game and, and then the second game, not so much. And so then we tried it for combo and great game and then second game, not so much. We, right. uh, we've we continued a little bit of that up and down early in the season. So, um, you know, my brain's always spinning on that stuff, which is, all right, well, what do, I, what do I need to do to get this guy going or that guy going or the group going or – what do we need to spend more time on? Did we spend too much time on this and not enough on this? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever had a year where I didn't, I wasn't in that mode, especially early in the season is trying to make sure that uh, I don't I don't wait too long to get going on a fix or an adjustment or, or things like that. And I think our guys are in that same mode probably, which is we've got some guys that are really good players. All our guys are really good. Like, if you let any one of our guys play, 56 by the end of the year they would they would put up solid numbers for sure but we've got some guys that are you know have proven themselves on this stage who are not playing up to that level and are struggling and, and are feeling a little bit and so uh, that that tends to permeate the, the entire group you know we we all are pushing and and uh <clears throat> agonizing over over pitches and at bats sometimes and um but we'll uh we'll go back to work today and try and uh, smooth out some of those rough edges that we've got and make some small adjustments. It's really more probably, you know, mental than anything. You know, we've got guys that are having some swing issues, but they're typically a, a result of, you know, their mindset and, and making some support decisions and swing pitches. They shouldn't like, uh, like most good hitters when they struggle, it's not a, an actual physical thing. It's uh, it manifests itself that way, but it's, it's really in their brains. And so, um, you know, I, I tend to follow that same pattern, which is, uh, you know, I, I want I want them all to be great, and I want every at bat to be great. And, and when it's not, then I, I tend to fixate on that. Which, in some ways, is good because it helps me fix stuff. But it also it's, it's not necessarily terribly comfortable all the time
0: for me. Well, of course, the two games you're referring to: the first game, Minnesota scored nine runs, you know, at at, at a lead. Saw the lead go away, and then responded right away, and tacked on at the end. And it felt like, all right, that's gotcha offense that we've been used to, where it's they're yeah. be, be they're able to be resilient, they're able to to punch first, you know, take it below and then and then punch back. And then the next day, it was, oh, this pitcher has a third pitch that we didn't know about. What is going on? And couldn't really put anything together. And so that's kind of been a theme I think through the first ten games is it's like, all right, we can, we can see it. And then the next day, it's, oh, what's going on? It's kind of been inconsistent. And I know it's baseball, right? You're not going to have the same output every day. It's not going to look the same every day. But as coaches and as observers who are there every day, like, you'll start to see consistencies and you have certain expectations of how things are going to go. And it hasn't really been that yet. And I think we kind of discussed this in the interview before the first game where because there's so many options, it's going to be difficult to kind of find that, that mix that really fits. So like looking through the, the roster right here on games played, like there's only three guys that have started all 10 games. So guys have started seven guys have started five guys have started six. So it's, it's been mix and match, and this is kind of what we expected because of the talent level on the offensive side of the ball. So it's, tinkering around and you know we've we've pulled out seven wins which is good and we've scratched and clawed, and we've hit some homers homer city on sunday we'll get to that but maybe you need to spend some more time reorganizing the cages to get your mind away from this so you can come yeah. to realization on what needs to be done
1: that's a great idea Cav. it's my sanctuary and, and uh if i feng shui it again today maybe that'll that'll lock me in <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not unlike the cage process, which is we think we like it and then we find maybe a new option to try out and, and, uh, and test. And uh, well, let's move this over there and see what that does for us. And Oh, the couches let's let's move them this direction. And maybe if we hung the TVs over there and uh, let's raise the nets and we're, we're doing the same thing with the lineup uh, in some ways where we're, we're trying to, we know we have good parts. We know we have um, enough pieces. It's trying to find that, that mix that really, really makes it go um, on days, even when the ballpark plays big or, or the weather sucks or the surface is weird or the pitcher is really, you know, whatever. There's, there's always going to be those games where, and we talk about this a ton of, being versatile enough to, to win games when we're not going to get to play exactly the way we want to, right? Or when it's not easy, and we need to find a different way to beat somebody or make an adjustment, and that's the thing that that I think is the most noticeable through ten games is we are still we still look like the offense that we always talk about and we want to be. We've we hit homers and we steal bases and and you know like and you said we'll get to it, but yesterday you know it's we got four hits and all of them are for extra bases, three homers and a double, and 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 we can run. And, and, and so that's, that's our MO power and speed combo. And I love it. And we, we, we still are that we just have days where it takes us a little bit longer to get going, or we can't do that because of, you know, we don't adjust to the pitcher's arsenal and early seasons like that too. That's an added factor because, you know, guys get different uh, from year to year. Right. So even though if we have a scouting report on somebody who we played last year or, or two years ago, they're a different pitcher by now. Right. And so that arsenal looks a little bit different, even if you've watched a bunch of video on them. Um, and Xavier was
0: like that, you know, the, the, the Friday guy was, he chewed us up pretty good. And both second. Yeah.
1: Both Bo second. And we watched a ton of it, but he, he altered his, his pitch plan, right. He threw way more sliders. Um, he threw, he threw the ball away from our right-handers almost exclusively. Like there were like four pitches in the zone, to the right-handers, you know, in the true zone. And 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 so early in the season, you just – you don't really know what a guy is just yet, even if you have a bunch of video on him. And then you also have a bunch of new guys, you know, that are always in the mix. And so you inevitably run into scouting report problems early because you don't have enough information or the information has changed from years past. Once you get into the season more, you know, guys become who they are, and, and it's easier in, in a lot of ways to figure out what you're going to face with them, right? They've developed um, – some patterns and they've developed a repertoire that you can, you can sort of uh, count on to go to. And, and our guys, you know, every year face this, which is we get pitched this way, which is a lot of breaking balls, a lot of balls away. And our job is always to, to make them change in some other way. And, and uh, we haven't been able to do that consistently yet. So it's really an approach and commitment issue rather than a stylistic or ability or, um, you know, a, an offensive um, philosophy issue. We're we we are who we want to be. We just don't do it every day just yet.
0: Well, let's let's talk about the weekend. Two or three out of Xavier. Uh, Bo Sacker was the Friday guy who was outstanding for the Musketeers. Got has dropped the first game two nothing, but bounced back on the weekend, four to two, and five to one. And one of the things that I talked about on the on the, the stream was the sophomore class. I think the sophomore class has been showing their muscle a lot this year already. Uh, you talk about on the Hill, it's it's been Matt Ager leading the way. And then with the bats, I mean, we could start with Aaron Parker or we could finish with Aaron Parker. But uh, like, was, uh, like yeah, yesterday, was, uh, I mean, essentially we started and finished with Aaron Parker this weekend. Uh, but the sophomore class yesterday, the three homers, Trimble, Williams, and Parker – all sophomores. Parker homered in in both games in the weekend. He homered twice last week against Oregon. Uh, the sophomores are just all over the place. Darby, McCollum, Trimble, Williams, Brett Hour. Like he, he wasn't here last year, but he's still a true sophomore. So it's this sophomore class that's just leading the charge. So who do you want to start with? Or we let's just let's uh, stick with AP. Let's stay with AP because yeah. we we hope he's the uh, the Big West Player of the Week, but AP uh, four hits, four for eight, two doubles, two homers. There you go.
1: Well, I don't know if he'll be big west player of the week. Uh, That's uh, above my pay grade, but he's uh, definitely the gaucho hitter of the week. He'll get that. He'll get that uh, bomber jacket today. Uh, He's, you know, I said at the beginning of the year, I didn't know what AP's role was going to be necessarily in terms of, you know, how many games would he catch and. DH and, and, and all of those things. I didn't know what that would eventually look like, but I said, if you just let him play every game, he'll accidentally hit 10 homers and he might hit 25. Um, and you're seeing that like he's,
0: he's, he's as robbed much of a one. micro. He was robbed yeah. of a homer too.
1: Yeah. He's, yeah, he's had, he's had at least two or three more that are, are, you know, on a different day might, might go out. Um, he's a microcosm as much as anybody of our, our of our offense right now is, um, he'll look like, I don't know how you'll ever get this guy out at times and homers and can run. And, um, and then he'll have days where he swings. You could tell him the slider is going to come and you're going to throw it in the dirt and he will swing at it. And then he will get picked off of second and overrun third and, and make a base running mistake that will run us out of an inning. You know, that's what we've all done. Like you look at, at us on a Friday night that happened with, 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 uh, with Darby, you know, with two base running mistakes that, that cost us at least one run. And, um, and and yet no one would say oh those guys are are bad baseball players are great and they're going to be awesome and and yet we're still making some of those young mistakes you know where we we can't quite maintain that focus enough to do it uh, every day or or every time we're out there and um and both of those guys nobody works harder than than darby and and ap and they're they're linked in so many ways too um you know from their childhood days and, and coming here and committing to us and and all of that and they're um they're both showing those flashes of why that group is, is so strong. And, um, and AP is, he's, he's such a funny one too, cause he's, it's really smart and, and, uh, he really understands what he's trying to do. Um, he's a little ahead of himself sometimes in, in terms of, um, thinking he's got it all figured out, but that's what I love about him is he's always trying to figure it out. And, um, and even when he, when he struggles, he, he just gets right back up and, and he, and he goes for it again. And, um, he's got stupid power and, and, uh, he's he's got a chance to be a really special player because he uh he, he has this he has this infectiousness too when, when you watch him play you sort of just like I don't know what's gonna happen but I think it might be cool and I want I want to see it so um our guys love it um and he embraces that part of it too so it's, it's fun and I'm, I'm really proud of the way he he played and he caught great this weekend too I, I really thought he, he he handled the plate stuff uh nicely um was was calm and 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 stole some strikes and had some good blocks, made a great throw. Um, and he's, you know, he's starting to round into shape. And if he can stay consistent, then we've got what we thought we might have with, with him and Newman as a, as a really dynamic deal behind the plate. And um, and like you said, he's just part of that sophomore class that has a chance to be uh, a really historically special one, I think, here.
0: The so Last week, Trimble gets a start, starts a second base. Against the Ducks, hits a big home run, winds up being the game winning, the game winning hit essentially, and then gets to start at first base on Sunday. And we've seen him at third base, like I said over the weekend. Like, I I would I would like to see Corey Nunez play every inning of every game at short, but if he can't, Justin Trimble can play shortstop. And when you look Absolutely. at Trim, when you look at Trim, you stand next to him, you're like. There's no way this guy can play all four infield positions, but then you go out and you see him and he can play all four infield positions. And he was outstanding at first base. His three career hits for have all been home runs and they've been.
1: Yeah. 10- I'm Yeah. I'm wondering if we should just retire him right now, uh, because that's gotta be some sort of record, right? Like the only double player ever to have all of his career hits be homers. Um, Pretty I don't want to screw that up for him. Yeah. I don't want to screw that up for, for the punisher. Um, but Trim's so great, too, because he's he's got this weird juxtaposition of he's so imposing physically. Like, you look at him, you're like, whoa, look at this dude. And yet he's the most mild-mannered and sweet kid ever, right? And he was a first baseman in high school. And he legitimately, as you say, can play all four of those infield, infield spots at a high level. Like, he's a really good defender, and he throws rockets, and he made that play on Tuesday at second base, Mm -hmm. you know, over the bag, and and showed off the arm, and I mean, that's just, he hasn't played second base a ton, like, he's been over there for, you know, individual defensive work, and some things like that, but he hasn't played there a ton, and to make that play, and just throw a rocket, and stick it on the money, and um, it's just, it's fun uh, to see him, you know, starting to blossom, and his challenge has always been his, you know, his aggression level and, and can he turn it up and, um, and play with that consistency like, like we talk about as a group. And, um, you know, we, we needed uh, to try a different combo yesterday, I felt like. That's why I kind of mixed the lineup up and um, kind of give us a jolt a little bit. And, and so he's, we know he's a good defender at first. And, uh, and yeah, he comes in and, and hits a big blast. And, and it's what he does. He starts, he hits a homer. So we'll just yep. – We'll keep pressing that button if
0: we can. I forgot about the play at second. That was on uh yeah. I think that was on Friday night. Uh yeah. where it is like a one-hop seat up the middle, backhand, a little jump throw right on the money. And I, I was I was talking to him before the game on Saturday because I wasn't here in the fall and he just drops, "Oh yeah, I was pitching in the fall, Kev." Yeah. I said, I said "What?" He's like, "Like what were you topping out at?" He's like, "Oh, it was 90-92."
1: Yeah, with a hammer I was slider. Feeling good. Yeah.
0: Like, man, the things I would have done if I had a ninety two mile an hour fastball when I played, right? Right, Ferg? Like
1: seriously. I mean, unbelievable in that frame and then he hits balls into the electrical building all the time. And you're just <laughs> like, I mean, that's it. Like that's what you, this is how you draw it up. And um and he's just an awesome kid and he's he's trying to take on this new persona as the punisher and uh, you know he's he's uh he's got a chance and, and another sophomore that uh, mm-hmm. that has a chance to be a really special player if he can if he can get it going
0: how about Josh Williams
1: I mean it's the same as 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 Trim, you know and I I mentioned AP and darby together just a minute ago and Josh and and Trim are, are sort of linked in the same way for me uh, especially because they're they're obviously in the same class and they both have similar personalities they're both super nice kids and um quiet and um and have had some you know some issues with being probably too passive josh especially just i mean his freshman fall he we we, we had to mandate that he would swing in in the scrimmages because otherwise he would just take and
0: he like taking um, walks yeah
1: yeah and he just he would he would live on the on the take and and uh and it, but yet another guy with all those physical tools. I mean, he's tall, he's strong, he can run, he can throw, he's got power. Uh, he's got, he's got all those pieces to be really, really good. And, um, it was about trying to unlock him, you know, in the aggression level and, um, and, you know, and, and that's sort of what our theme of the year was born out of was trying to get him and Trimble to have some alter egos, you know, so they're the Punisher and the Reaper, uh, now and, and, uh, to take that on and, and play with some edge and play with some persona, and and uh, I can't tell you what Josh said to me after his homer yesterday when I gave him a hug in the dugout because it's I don't I don't think this podcast is rated that way, but um, it fired me up because he was he was showing a little edge and, and uh, uh, it was it was just. It's it just those are the moments as coaches that just you make, you know, it keeps you coming back because it's, it's such a cool thing to see his first college homer and and not, not, I mean, he didn't, he didn't sneak was that cheapy? one out either. Like, he did not sneak that one out. That was drop the bat and, and enjoy it a little bit because he, he hammered that one and um he's been working so hard at it. And and you just kept seeing glimpses of maybe it's coming, maybe it's coming. And um God, you know, it's just, it's cool. And, and uh it, it's what, it's what I think our team should be about is, you can stick any name in that lineup and, and good things can happen and guys can play really well and guy in a Homer and steel base. And, you know, and that's the thing, Josh and, and the boss mentioned it in the, in the post game was, uh, you know, Josh hasn't had a ton of opportunities up to this point. You know, he, he's played some defense and got a few ABs here and there, but you know, like the big one was I, I asked him to come in and pinch it and he bunted the other night, you know, we're trying to yep. get something going there. Yep. And, uh, and, and, so it shows you what he can do. Like he can do a lot of things. And, and the fact that he then gets to start on Sunday and hits a massive three run homer. Um, uh, it, again, it just paints the picture of what we can be if we put it all together and we play some consistent baseball and, and we do the things that we're capable of every day and in terms of the focus and the, the commitment to stuff. and um, Cause we have guys that can do a lot of different things uh, and that's, that's really fun. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we're, we understand that as a group, you know, and, and by say we, I mean, the guys um, as a collective understand that where the next step needs to happen from. And, um, and Josh and, and Justin, you know, exemplify that yesterday because that's what we've been asking them to do is be aggressive and go for it. And they did. And it's uh it's just, it's really cool to see.
0: So yesterday at the ballpark Sunday being yesterday, we're doing this Monday morning. Uh, long day for lots of folks who are at the yard, uh, for yours truly included. Uh,
1: None longer than you, Kev, yeah.
0: And, you know, it was it was get there early. You know, there's rain overnight, and you're monitoring the field and trying to get it ready so that we can start on time and, and hit batting practice. Like, that's the the objective. And then that doesn't happen, so you have to scrap BP, scrap early work, and then it's I don't think we can start this game on time. So, okay, when are we going to push it back? So it's all these decisions and lots of waiting and looking at Doppler and, you know, tick, 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 tick. This The day is just slowly, slowly, slowly grinding, grinding away. And we move the game back to three and then, all right, two o'clock rolls around. I don't think we can start this at three. So we're going to start at 345. And then it was like, I'm out there at 330. And it's like, man, I wish we had 15 more minutes. So we weren't looking like a, uh, circus act out here but we started at somewhere around 345 and then the game lasts like an hour and 50 minutes yeah which was it, like I think I drove the tractor for an hour and 50 minutes in total for the day and then the game lasts an hour and 50 minutes so that's one thing that I've noticed is like when the game kind of gets into this rhythm with the new pitch clock and stuff like it can roll and yesterday, just the early homers like laid a blow, and and Reed was was outstanding on the mound. Uh, on the other side, like Ager was on Saturday, but that game just flew by, and I think it was the fastest one that we've had uh, all year. But another thing that we talked about at the beginning, before game one, was this pitch clock and how it would affect the the pace of the game. And yesterday, I think it was a good example. But what's it been like? in the dugout for you. And have you noticed any changes or just things that are happening in the dugout that need to be altered because of the pace of the game?
1: Yeah. Well, first we should start Kev, with how you feeling about that no tarp call on Saturday
3: night. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, the long pause. I got him on the long pause. No, it's, well, look, uh... look. <laughs>
0: it's either the, the logic, the logic was, look, we know our outfield, it doesn't drain very well, so it was: Do we want to deal with a giant puddle in the outfield, or do we want to deal with wet dirt? Right. Yeah. And it's.
1: Or and do we even know how to roll the tarp out? Because we, I don't think most of these guys have ever done a tarp pole.
0: That was the first tarp pull yesterday
1: where they tried where they pulled.
0: <laughs> it was the first tarp pull uh, since 2020. First tarp pull since 2020. So it yeah. Been- yeah three years I guarantee
1: you half of that team had never pulled a target before. Done it. I, I guarantee you those guys, no clue. Um no and and, and yesterday was weird and, and and we joked about it before uh we we hit record on this thing, just how it's it's a weird dynamic because you know you're you're grinding through trying to get it ready and you want it to be great and you want it to play right and uh, and I, I thought it did. I thought it, I thought by, by the time we started in the way the game played, it played perfectly. Um, and, and it looked good. And, um, and that's, a, but that's an awkward place to be because everybody's sort of looking at you like, well, when are we going to start this thing? And, oh, now we got to push it back a little bit. And that dynamic can get weird, you know, because guys can get out of, they can get a, you know, get testy about it and, and, and have that, you know, translate into their focus and things like that. And, uh, I thought our guys did a great job and, and, uh, and you and your crew and, uh, did a great job getting it ready and our guys helping and, and managing the weight. Um, and then, yeah, we got into a rhythm right away and, and, uh, the, it helps on the mound when, when, when guys are working quick and that's the whole point of the pitch clock, I think, you know, uh, is, is get the pitcher, especially, um, going at a tempo that isn't, you know, unnecessarily delaying things. And, man, it, 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 does go fast, especially when you're not getting a bunch of hits. And there were, I mean, we had eight hits, nine hits total in the game. They had five, maybe we had four or maybe it was four and four or something like that. But, um, it, it uh, six and four, it has a six and four. So it has a, uh, you know, it has a crispness to it, right? You, you don't feel like we're, we're, we're delaying, uh, the inevitable. And, you know, I think, as you said, we, we had some big blows early and, then he felt like, well, let's just get out of here. You know, let's just finish this thing and, and walk away with a win. And um, that can be a that can be a, a real, I think, weapon for us, just because we like some bullpen pieces and and we have we have some pitchers who who have some some strike throwing capabilities and and can pound the zone. And even Reed and Matt both neither were their sharpest even in the last two days. They both walked some guys, and I know they got to clean that up, but they they also come at you, you know? And, uh, so even when they walk guys, it's not like, Oh, ball one, you know, ball two, another, not close. It's, it's borderline. It's, it's a good take. And, um, and I think our our defense has started to acclimate to that as well. And they played really well behind them because there are always, there's some tempo to it. I don't, I don't love it offensively yet. Although I don't hate it as much as I maybe thought I would. Um, I, I think, I was worried that it would get it would rush the hitters into that 10-second thing would rush our hitters into the box sometimes and we wouldn't have time to get signs in and um, and get our you know get our stuff going but uh, I think we're going to acclimate to it fine and we haven't had any problem we've only had one strike call against this and, and even that I watched the replay and it was it was a quick one they as soon as that foul ball got hit they waited one second and started that clock again which they're not supposed to, they're supposed to wait for the reset and the ball go back to the pitcher and the catcher get in the box and they didn't. So it was probably a, about a two second early call there, but that's the only one we've had so far. So I feel good about that. And I overall I'll take it overall. I like the feeling like we're going to get to the a next opportunity. Uh, that's how I look at it is um, if it's going fast, it's just another chance to get another guy to the plate or another guy on the bases and another chance to hit a Homer. And so I don't think it's affected us um, nearly as much as I was maybe worried about. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know who's gonna complain about you know a two hour game and and even even my my daughters who couldn't care less about the game, they stayed the whole time and we're like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so uh, when they're not complaining about the game length, I think we're on to something. so uh, so far so good this year,
0: really on to something right, right there, especially when yeah, when they're when they're staying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 When, when you have an angsty teenager um, like Finnegan, Fergus, um, not complaining about the game taking too long. Um, Great. It's pretty, it's pretty, I think, I think you Strike hit on a cord. On a yeah, a yeah. cord there.
0: <laughs> All right. I, I know there's, there's tons of things we could get into, uh, but I want to finish up with, with uh, a pair of, of questions or pair of things to talk about. The first one okay. is one thing that has happened that you expected to happen. in the First ten games it could be in the dugout, it could be a, a performance, but something to do with uh, with games, something that you expected that has happened.
1: I expected um, us to have a bunch of guys do some cool stuff. I that I knew that was going to happen. There was no doubt in my mind that we would have. Um, sort of a pile of guys do something fun early um, I, I just you know there's just too much talent and too many guys have worked really hard and too many guys with physical abilities and um, you just like like I sort of said with the AP thing like if you just let him play 56 games he's going to accidentally hit 10 homers um, and you know so the fact that Josh Williams has hit a big homer and Justin trimble has played three positions and hit hit a couple of homers and AP's had a couple of games where you're just like, well that guy is just amazing. And um and
0: how and, about how about you know, Sunstrom and Brett Hour? Like
1: and well in big we, swings. Yeah. And they they were revelations early. Like uh you know, Brett Hour, the first game looks like, oh my God, this is the second coming of Aaron Judge. And you know, he's he's still a young puppy. Like he's so big and, and strong and and you just sort of like assume that he's a veteran and he's got it all figured out. Cause he's a giant, but he's a, he's a baby, right. And he's, and he's still figuring out how to handle all of this and, and figure out how to use his body correctly. And, um, and he was amazing early and, you know, has, has now been pitched to a little bit and is, is going to have figured out and make an adjustment and he will. Um, and you know, Jared Sunstrom, it's the first pitch he ever sees at the division one level out to dead center at a big league ballpark, you know, and, um, and, God, it's cool. And he, that was game three. He didn't even start. He didn't even see the field for first two games. And he does that. And, uh, you know, and, and, and Jonah Sebring is the same thing, like just a, a pest and, uh, and we're excited to get him back. And, and <laughs> you can go down the list, you know, of guys that have, have done something already and, and shown those flashes of things that, um, that we're all excited about. And even the guys that are struggling, I've had some moments. I mean, you know, grandpa Kurt is, is uh is not off to the start he wanted and 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 he's just too good of a player for that to continue but you know he hits a big homer uh early in the year and um i i I figured that we would have some combination of that where we would have some some uh some spreading around of that because we knew we were going to play some lineups and we knew we were going to try some stuff and um and that's what's happened and I, i was uh hopeful that the roller coaster wouldn't be quite as uh as high and low as it as it has been but uh the 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 chance to see some guys contribute and test themselves early is, is cool.
0: Okay, and one thing that you did not expect that you've seen.
1: Um, I, I didn't expect the the pace to be so striking. I, I thought it would speed things up, but I thought I honestly. I thought it would be balanced out by arguments about, well, why why is that guy getting a warning and we're not, and and wait, that clock started too soon, and wait, are you really gonna are you really gonna bang him on that one? With was, was that really a pickoff? You know, all of the uncertainty about how to apply the new pitch clock, um, I thought would be more controversial, I guess, and I thought that any speed up enhancements that we got would be maybe balanced out by replays or arguments over application or just discussions or yeah, frustrations or weird step-off pick plays that aren't really pick-offs and trying to satisfy we just really haven't had much of that like there's been a couple of them where you're like i don't i don't know that that's what we want you know a two-step shuffle to second base to throw a you know a, a pick off that is that really a pick play or not and, but honestly the tempo has been has been crisp and, good and um, kind of a pleasant surprise uh, in in the fact that it, it hasn't been filled with controversy just yet. Like I think it's we were all like,
0: it's felt like baseball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I wasn't opposed to it, but I thought there would be, I, you know, like, like we do a lot of times with the NCAA is, we put a rule in and then we don't think about all of the things that it's going to cause as a ripple effect, right? All the unintended consequences. And you saw that earlier, like the fall was filled with another memo clarifying this part and another memo. And then a change. Like at first it was going to be eight seconds, like the big leagues. And then they realized, well, that's maybe too close to it. So, uh, or it was a five seconds. That was way too little time. Oh, maybe man. eight seconds. Oh, we'll go to 10, you know? And so it was, it was filled with, yeah, see, you guys didn't think this through. It's not well thought out. How are we going to apply it? And it hasn't been that. It hasn't been that at all, really. It's been pretty smooth, and everybody seems to be working together on it. and uh, the The pace has been really nice. And you know, it's uh, nobody loves being at the ballpark more than I do. But it, it, it is nice to, to to feel like you're not completely drained after a four hour marathon. Um, you know, when you're when you're hosting a weekend series and getting out of there. Late uh, on a Saturday night because you've just been grinding through two straight days of epic marathon. So uh, I think overall it's a good thing, and and uh, and I I just I uh, I'm pleasantly surprised at the at the lack of controversy.
0: Couple couple notes from from what you said there uh, yeah. during the game during the game yesterday when uh, when Ivan went to steal third and and slid in was called out and he immediately went to the to the replay and and uh, and Brons, who's been who's been great he's been great on the on on the broadcast with me i, I it's so much fun going back and forth uh with him with the banter cuz he's you know he comes from a little old school style of thinking and i'm kind of in the middle cuz like i'm getting fed a lot of the new stuff uh, especially from from our analytics team and and kind of the way that that we run the shop where we're on that new edge of yeah. baseball thinking and so i'm just kind of smashed in the middle and i'm also the most of the play by play, guy, and like I kind of want to play devil's advocate sometime, and I kind of would be the the middle man, and so like I want to take arguments especially from both side, toss yeah, it especially around,
1: especially with Bronx, Bronx too. You gotta stir you the gotta pot that bear a little bit, yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
0: And so, you know he he went on this rant on on why and this is why he doesn't like replay is because the ball beats Ivan to the bag, right. you know, by like ten sure. feet, right? right? And from our angle, it looked like. You know, it he clearly tagged him on the foot, but then you get the angle from on top of the dugout, and his the lead foot. You know, the glove misses him by two feet, or or yeah. maybe one foot, like the width of the bag, and it's and it's bang bang, and so he goes on the thing about pitch clock and the speed of the game. We're, I I thought we were trying to speed up the game, but we have replay. Right. Like, hey, Bob, look, we have to make up for lost time somehow, right? <laughs> <laughs> with these with these replays but it's it's great to have a replay and it like the crew did a great job this week the first baseball games uh at Caesar uh I think there were decent angles for for all the looks and and we got some great feedback from folks that were watching uh and then what was uh, I I had that thing and then the last thing that I well, forgot, let me, the let time me. of the game or unless you want to chime yeah. in I was well, just I do I
1: wanna I want to chime in on replay because I want to – I want uh, at, to, at my own peril, I'd like to acknowledge Ron's point, um, but but also say, yeah, but we have replay, so if he maybe missed him, let's, let's see if we can steal one, right? Our job yeah. is to win the game, and I agree fundamentally, like, Ivan got a bad jump, he shouldn't have gone, he knows that, the ball beat him, the throw is there, he should be out, right? It's just, that's... That's the spirit I think of of the game at its core, and even for me, who's certainly on you know on the more progressive side, is like, hey man, you're, you're just out. Like, I, I maybe he missed, yeah, but come on, like you don't deserve to be safe in that one. I mean, that was you didn't right, but maybe he missed him, and if it means he's on third base and we get a chance to score a run there, I'm gonna take it. Right, I'm just gonna, and that's where we are is. is if we got a chance to do it and and get something, um, we need to do that because our job is to win the game. And here's my thing about replay. I I thought they did a great job of once they went to the to the to the screen, they were in and out really quickly. Like yes. I thought last year was there were some times where it was like, hey, what are we doing in there? I, I mean, make a decision. I don't know how many you, you only have so many angles. Look at it. Is he safe or not? Let's let's move on. I thought they they sometimes felt like it was belaboring the point back there. or They were struggling, but they were pretty quick this weekend. They were in and out and decisive and made the call. My only my only issue with the replay process is they meet in the infield as a group for way too long before they go under the hood. Like just have it predetermined like, hey, when when they call for a replay, know who the two guys are going to check it know who the two guys are going to stay and take the notes about where the base runner should be. I know you have to do that, right? You got to make sure we know where the base runner should be. Where will he go back to if he's ruled one way or another? Like I get all that, but we don't need to stand in the middle and talk about it for five minutes before we go under the hood. And that's the delay of that thing. If you just, if you just went boom, crew chief and, and, and the off guy run to the hood, take a look, boom, we're back out. We'd be, everybody'd be fired up about it. Right. Cause you want to get the call. Right. And sometimes they do miss it. Obviously. God forbid the umpires aren't perfect, um, and I think that's a good thing. But I think we could speed that up a little bit. Let's put a pitch clock on the umpire meetings. Let's just let's put a five second sure. timer on them and get them uh, over to the hood and get this thing moving.
0: Yeah, we speculated on that too. Where it was, what are, what are we talking about?
1: What are we talking about
0: in the middle of the infield before we go to replay? So what are we talking? About? <laughs> well, how about I think it was. This is going off of the of Ivan ceiling of going to third, right? And, and having the slide, uh, I think it was at Oregon last week with Jared sliding into third, and he swam, yeah, around the tag, yep. like again the the throw beat him, and you it know well. the majority of people that are sitting in the stands or sitting in the press box, like it looks like he's out, but you're right. not standing right over the bag, but he swims around the tag, right. Yep and there there was no replay last week against Oregon but like it's there's so much there's a lot of skill and creativity in the game in these little nuanced spots where yeah a guy can the throw can beat him to the bag but he can maneuver his way in the slide and be safe and that's possible
1: and like yeah. and when you a, when you have when, yeah when you have really highly skilled players playing a game the the nuance matters, right? The details matter, and the execution really matters. And so the margins are small, and and so I, I don't as much as much as it it is. Sometimes I just want to go, hey, you you just didn't deserve to be safe there. There are times when that that is it needs to be reviewed. It needs to get it right. And um, I, you know, I, I would I wish we could go to the minor league system of, of the, like, give me two challenges on the strike zone again. I would, I'm I want I want that one because. There's some, uh, there's some zone issues that we're, we're still facing in our game that, uh, that, that rile me up. So uh, don't get me started on that. Cause that'll be a whole other podcast. Uh, but uh, I, I think the replay has been, has been good so far. Uh, Jerry and his crew do an awesome job. We've got one of the better setups and um, certainly on the West coast uh, in terms of that, I, it, it's really good. We get lots of great comments from people about the, the quality of the broadcast, the angles, you and uh, you and bronze and, and, uh, and, and Jerry's on there. So um, it, it's, it's cool that we have that atmosphere. That's a, uh, that's a good thing. And, and the replays uh, ultimately on the whole are a good thing.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And I know Jerry and his, and his whole crew, they, they put in a lot of work this weekend. Cause it was getting set up for the first time and dealing with the rain and delays and all that stuff. So uh, shout out to them. The, the other thing that came to mind was, uh, game one of the year was a four-hour game. Uh, we played a four-hour, nine-in-game against Minnesota. So uh, maybe it was the first game, and because we were at a a, a different yard, it wasn't a home yard or, or something because we were playing a surprise. But uh, it was also lots of traffic and pitching changes and stuff like that. You know, so a million pitching
1: it was changes like, and, hits and and walks, and there was a lot of stuff
0: going on. It was like as I am sitting up there going, Wait, I thought I thought the game was supposed to go faster. Like we just completed a nine <laughs> game in four hours. <laughs> same old, same old, but uh you know, yesterday and, and even Saturday, like and well, all the all the games this weekend. I mean, they were well pitched. They weren't a lot of traffic on the bases aside from walks and hit batters. Um, there yeah. weren't really a lot of sustained rallies. So it was it was yeah, uh, I was a plexi- scoring a bunch yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, real quick, looking ahead to this week, so there's Pepperdine at home, five o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, waves have uh they had a, they were supposed to play Alabama at home when the Gouches went to Oregon and that series got banged. So yeah. It would have been cool to see them uh play Bama. Uh so they they kinda had I think a couple filler games, I think against CSUN. but um yeah. I don't know a ton about Pepperdine and then Seaton Hall, who is another big wet big East opponent. They are in um, Riverside playing Cal Baptist. They're they're going to play Tuesday again against the Lancers. They won two of three. No, I think they yeah one two of three so far. Um, so that's what's okay. on tap this week. Uh, West Coast Conference opponent and Big East opponent. Anything on those two teams uh, before we sign off?
1: Um, well, Pepperdine always is a challenge for us. I I I. I, I honestly don't know what it is, but they always, we always have played tough games with them. And um, no matter, no matter what uh, their roster looks like, it always seems to be a battle with them. So I expect that uh, as well. It's a little bit of a unknown. I don't know what, you know, what the pitching staffs to look like for them. Their, their rotation got thrown off because of that, that banged weekend. They ended up playing on Sunday um, only of that weekend and, and started their Friday guy or the guy who had started on the previous Friday. And so, they kind of stayed with that a little bit. I don't know, you know, they're going to have conference coming up pretty soon. So you would think they would want to get back on their normal rotation, but um, we might see a bunch of arms from them on Tuesday. It would be my guess just, um, you know, trying to kind of recalibrate their, their rotation and their, uh, their weekly schedule and, and <clears throat> get, 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 uh, get some bullpen arms in cause they are, uh, you know, trying to trying to get back on track in terms of the rhythm of the season. So They've got some uh, some offensive players that are that can hurt you. Uh, you know the shortstop pack is is a is a draft prospect. He hasn't gotten off to a great start, but he's a really really good player. Um, and they've got a couple lefties that, that give you problems. And so we'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to pitch them tough. And and you know our hitters will need to make some adjustments more so than they have been so far. And that's what we're going to work on today. But uh, our our ability to to, you know, go right and left-handed is, is pretty cool. And, um, uh, so I feel good about the, the lineup options that we'll have for that. It's just, it's about whether or not our guys, uh, can, can get focused and make some of those adjustments that they need to work on. And, um, it's usually for us, we talk about just, we're just trying to be the best version of ourselves, let alone, you know, really trying to play the other team. Um, it's, it's, if we play well, we're going to score some runs and we're going to be tough to deal with. And, um, and I think our, our pitching staff is starting to really feel themselves a little bit and and figure out some roles. And so uh, we should be in good shape. And and I don't know much about Seton hall. It's it's a long way away. And uh, they've, they've had some success, but they, they they've got a couple of transfers and uh, some new pieces. So um, some of it's a little bit unknown about what that lineup is going to look like and uh, pitching staff with some new roles on, on, uh, on that side. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, Dive into that more tonight to try and get uh, the Seton Hall report finished, and um, the Pepperdine one is is in the bank, and uh, we'll work on a little bit today to try and get ready for that. And another tune-up for us to keep pushing our uh, our offense into into shape, and in, in terms of the the commitment to the plan and uh, ability to, to punch back and make guys adjust to them as opposed to just throwing the sliders away and and uh, hoping we chase them.
0: Good stuff, Ferg. Should be uh, another good week at the ballpark. There is some more weather supposed to come in Friday, Saturday. So uh, if you are listening, stay tuned to any changes. I know some people got the, the notification late just because sometimes it's hard to get information out in an Manor manner. And just come to everybody. the ballpark. Just show yeah, just up and hang hang buy a
1: jersey and come buy a hot dog. Come on. What else you got to do? Come on. Let's
0: go. <laughs> But if we do have to change Friday and Saturday's games or move anything up or switch things around or play double headers, um, social media and the website um, are where you go for that information. So uh, good stuff, Ferg. Let's get to work today and uh, have a good week. All right.
1: Thanks, Sunshine.
0: Appreciate you. All right, it's time for the week three draft with UCSB Analytics. Currently, as it stands, I have the lead in points with three. Isaiah has two. Devin has one. But we have the week two vote to take into account. And before we do that, we have to settle who won the week because there was a tie in the vote. Devin and Isaiah both tied so we're going to flip a coin. I know we I I debated doing like a a question where they had to answer and, or picking a number between 1 and 10 but we settled with flipping a coin. So who's heads? I'll I'll be heads.
3: Devin is heads.
0: Devin is heads and Isaiah is tails. I have the quarter here and I will flip it.
2: It's tails.
3: Whoa. Never fails never
2: fails. Bummer. It's okay. It's okay. So,
0: Devin, uh, you lose. So, Isaiah wins, and that means that the current standings, now after week two, Isaiah with five points, Kevin with four points, and Devin with three points. I know. It's exhilarating stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> since I lost the week, And uh, just like we did week one, week two, we will draft uh, three picks, position player of the week, pitcher of the week, moment of the week, hardest hit ball of the week, and pitch of the week. So let's get to it. I have the first pick for position player of the week, and my pick is Aaron Parker, four for eight, two doubles, two homers, three RBIs, four runs scored he slugged 1500 on the weekend. He did not strike out and he played a pretty good catcher position. He was the clear number 1 pick. So it was pretty easy for me. Uh AP with a homer on Saturday and a homer on Sunday. Um and he was robbed of a home run as well on Sunday by Aiden Anderson in right field. So AP could have had 3 uh on the weekend, but in just two games. Uh Four extra base hits, pretty good from
2: AP. Second pick. Yeah, with the second pick, I'm going with Josh Williams. He started the Sunday game, and in his first at-bat second pitch he saw, he hit his first collegiate home run. And then the, through the game, he went one for three, hit three thirty-three, average on base, and then slugged 1.333 And then if I remember correctly, in the Saturday game, he had a nice sack. He got a pinch hit sack bunt, which was super helpful, did his job. So, I
0: gotta got, love got pinch Josh... hit Sack bunts, gotta yep. love.
2: love it. Yeah, so I got Josh Williams with the second pick.
0: That's good. And, and Ferg, Ferg brought that up uh earlier in the podcast. So, nice work, Devin. Um, okay, Isaiah, third pick.
3: All right, last pick. I'm gonna go with Justin Trimble. Started on Sunday. First at bat, hit a solo. We we're pretty hyped for Justin, Henry, Dev, and I were in the back of the uh, back of the plate, all the way at the top of, next to you. So we got to see that live from Trim as well. That was huge by him. It was unfortunately his only hit, but it was very impactful, brought a run across, and a confidence booster as well for Trim. So great job, Trim.
0: Yeah, and I'll state it again: uh, all three of Trim's hits as a gaucho. Are homers, which is uh, pretty awesome. So keep that going, Trim. Long ball. <laughs> Checks do dig the long ball. Nice job, Trim. Uh, okay. Pitcher of the week.
3: That will be Reed Mooring. Mm. Seven innings, three hits, zero runs. I mean, batting average against him was 0. .130. Only had three Ks. But like I said, when you only limit the hits to three, and you go seven innings. I mean in the third inning, he had runners on first and second, went out, kind of felt monumental for Xavier if they scored there. Got the nice double play ball as well. So great job, Reed. Got the win as well.
0: Yeah, it secured the series win as well. Uh hard to argue against seven shutout innings. It's it's pretty good. So even if even if you only struck out three, you went seven shutout. out. Um and led your team
2: to victory. Yeah. Devin, second pick. Yes, I mean, the, it gets tough. A lot of a lot of great outings this weekend from our pitching staff, but I think I'm going to have to go with Carter Benbrook. Came Ooh. in Saturday, of 4-2, gave us two great innings, two strikeouts, no hits, and the save, and brought a lot of energy to the team that I think was needed to help us going in the Sunday, so Carter Benbrook. Yeah, six-out save. Yeah.
0: For for Carter, and uh, look, Carter always brings the energy, guys.
2: I know that, but I just, I, I love it every time. That's I know, just, I, I, I can't get enough of it, it's great. Yeah.
3: Some Xavier fans were mad after the game. Walked by, going to the bathroom, and they're like, why would he do that? I was like, I just gotta save,
2: yeah, he, it's nothing game. personal. I think yeah. it's just him.
0: He's just fired up. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> okay. Reed Mooring, Carter Benbrook, a couple of good picks. Um, I guess I'll go Matt Ager for second week in a row. I'm pretty sure I picked Matt Matt Ager last week. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's my guy, Matt Ager. I mean, I've been on the sophomore <laughs> train this week. Ferg and I talked a lot about the sophomores. So Matt Eger's my guy uh got the win on Saturday, seven innings, seven hits, two runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. Uh Matt is just um, he looks like an ace on the hill. Just everything about him. His demeanor, his physicality, the way he's been sequencing his pitches. Bronson and I talked about that during the course of the broadcast. And He's just uh, the kind of guy that the Gauchos want on the Hill. And he's the kind of guy I want in the third pick in the Pitcher of the Week draft. So, Matt Ager, bang. Good pick. All right. Third round moment of the week. And I have the first pick. Oh, man. You know, the dugout was so psyched. And it was like, they were in such shock and awe, and they were this utterly psyched uh, when Josh Williams hit his home run on Sunday. So that's my moment of the week. Bottom of the first. First collegiate start for Josh. And he didn't, yeah, it wasn't a cheapy. We talked about it with Ferg. It wasn't a cheapy. He went into the... Transformer over everything. It was like I've I've got we've got it here, right? The number it was like four thirty.
3: 430, four thirty
0: six. Four thirty six. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Just yeah. monster shot, no doubter, off the bat. First career hit, first career homer, and it's a three run shot. And it kind of put an exclamation point on the start of that game. And was the game winning hit as well because Xavier got one run in the ninth. So the three-run homer made the difference. Josh
2: Williams, first career homer. That's my moment of the week. Devin? Uh, um, So I'm debating between two, but I think with the second pick, I'm going with Trimble's home run. It might not have been a massive moment in the weekend, but like, I guess the story behind it of Justin Trimble having three collegiate hits and all three of those hits being home runs, I find that pretty amazing. And in pr- a pretty awesome stat, so I think just that he's he's adding on to that stat is why that Turnbull's home run is my moment of the week. Okay, all right. That's my it. moment of the week
3: is I said it last week. Said don't throw fastballs to AP. I don't know if Xavier listened. They throw change ups first two at bats on Saturday, homer Sunday homer both off change-ups ap two homers this week started on saturday started on sunday back-to-back days of homers give it an ap on change-ups too so i don't throw change-ups to him either i don't know what you could throw to ap now
0: can't throw him anything he just hits everything Try sliders homers, I, guess. I guess doubles and homers <laughs> so Mm-hmm. I have I have AP as my first pick for position part of the week, and now Isaiah has AP for his moment of the week for hitting mm-hmm. a changeup over the fence.
3: Back to back days,
0: you know, it, yeah, back to back days, back to back changeups over the fence. So in this really serious draft that matters so much, that place, that place, good a, pick. Thank
3: you. Good All pick. right, hardest hit ball. Moving on, right. That's correct. And you have the first pick. All right. Give me Ivan's double at 109 exit speed off a changeup. Again, I don't know. We're addicted to changeups right now. Give me the changeup 109 double for breath hour in the eighth inning. I don't know what day it was because it's not specified in does little cheat sheet, <laughs> but at least we got the 109.
2: Hey, you could have done a little more research on your own. So. <laughs> Maybe a thank we you. Give you me a dive
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that that was uh, the that was the
0: highest exit velo of the weekend. So fitting, it would go number one overall. I think the is that the third week in a row where the the actual hardest hit has gone first.
2: Yeah. Um, well, actually, we don't really know because weekend, was, weekend well, one we didn't really know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, second week. I'm not sure about. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember last week. But, I'm pretty uh, sure. I, I think second, I, I had it and I picked it, so makes sense. Hello, <laughs> we can go back and listen to the tape. <laughs> no, I believe. I believe you. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I could be I'm wrong. Just, I, I'm not like. I believe you. Go ahead, David. Um. Okay. So with the second pick, I'm gonna go with the. The hardest hit home run, and that was from Josh Williams at 106.5 off the bat, and it went 436 feet. That's so, so. I think it it's up there for like I think. Where do I have that on my the cheat sheet that you guys aren't very appreciative that I sent you? It's, it's number it's number four, top four. You don't have the the distances on this though. Oh, I, I guess do I do remember it's
3: 436. I was on track now that day.
2: Can it, confirm? If you check the SB data um, analytics Twitter, you could have seen that. So a little more research, I think you would have been able to find it. But yeah, I'll, I'll include that next time. Let me see. Mm. Is it my pick?
3: Yeah, is,
0: you can look it up. I'm gonna make my pick.
2: Yeah, fourth. I'm gonna go, go ahead. It was the fourth. But two and three were both out, so yeah. it's a basically consensus number two on on an in play successful hit from one <laughs> of our hitters. All right, I'm going um,
0: I'm going off of this sheet. Sorry, Devin, you went through all this work to put this together, but I'm not going to pick one that was that was on this sheet. I'm going to go with uh, one of the foul balls that Xavier hit on Sunday that dosed one of the Gaucho's in the dugout. I don't know who it was, but I was walking up from the field, uh, and it was in the first inning because I literally like drove off the field, getting it ready, and the just took the field with all the field work that we had to do to get ready to play on Sunday. And I'm walking up the stairs, and I'm walking in front of the press box, and just a, you know, one of those laser beam liners that goes straight to the dugout and it i'm pretty sure it hit a gaucho i should have done more more homework on this to find out who it was maybe we'll find out next week but that's my hardest hit ball is a gaucho getting dosed in the dugout on a foul ball sorry about i it. could
2: i could probably look up so that was the last day yeah I'll, top top of the first uh you you do your your next pick and i'll, I'll... I'll do some research on this real quick. So, all right, on to the final category, best pitch of
0: the or uh, yeah, best pitch of the week. I mean I'm going to since my pitcher of the week was Ager, I'm going to go with the Ager slider because let's see. He threw it 38 times, 29 for strikes. 76% strike percentage. Let's see, swinging strike percentage, 18.4%. Is that what that says? The CSW is
3: 44.7%. Yes. And,
0: and ah. it's it's the pitch that he's using the sequence where he has the nuance to throw it in different places, have it off the plate, throw it for strikes, throw it below the zone. And it really sets up his fastball really well and it's one of the reasons why he's the nation's leader in strikeouts, one of the nation's leaders in strikeouts. So my pitch of the week is the Matt Aker slider. Thank Good you very pick.
2: much. Um, so they had six foul balls in that first inning, and the exit speeds of those six, so I'm not sure which one it was, but it's 74, 84, 94, 63, 54, and 73. And if it was into the – Third base dugout. The must only... have been that ninety four mile on hour one. To... Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my
0: that's my guess too. I know it's not it's not it's not a hundred. It's not a sweet triple digits, but it got a it it got a gaucho, it got flesh. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think for the second pick of best pitch, I'm gonna go with the Goody changeup. He had a 35.71% whiff rate. It was a called striker whiff 46.43% of the time. And he threw it 28 times. And out of his seven strikeouts, he got six of them with the changeup. Sounds like Uh, you took Isaiah's pick.
3: Did. All good. Because Sam Whiting is going to be my best pitch for his fastball the amount of swords he got in that inning where he pitched is insane i think he got like four four swords on people like trying to sit a slider and he just came in with that fastball threw it night uh strike 90% of the time threw it 11 times 10 10 of them being strikes swinging strike 36% like I said, when you have people look like they're swinging a sword, you know you're doing something right. So give me Sam Whiting fastball.
0: For the listeners who don't know what a sword is, because I will say it on the broadcast too. I'll say up and in draws a sword. Like when you swing a bat, right, you wave it around, and you swing and you let go with one hand and, you know, it looks like you're swinging a bat. But when you unsheath a sword, right, you pull it out and bang. Like it's just kind of in front of you right you don't swing it around you just you just kind of pull it out and show it and so when a batter it, does like a half swing we'll call that a sword so good work any honorable mentions that you guys want to throw out there before we sign off
2: yeah i was just about to say for for pitcher um goody also my pitcher pitch of the week i give him some credit 5 innings pitched Seven strikeouts, um, only one earned run and they were hitting one sixty seven against him. Unfortunately, he got the loss, but still a in my opinion, a good outing from him.
3: Nicholas Welch for a pitcher. Honorable mention. One inning pitch, two K's, no hits, no walks. Almost had immaculate inning, but then threw a ball. He was so close. Uh, that yeah. Was unfortunate. Um, Brought That's some good. fans
2: to the stadium too. Oh yeah, yeah. Then I got another honorable mention from Bowen of the week. Uh, being able to get getting uh, being able to play on Sunday with with the rain and the the great job, Kev, that you got you and the the field crew did. Being able to and yeah. also all of the the players that helped with the tarp pulling it on and off and just being able to get everything going quick enough after the rain, making the field go well enough. I I. Yeah, that's my honorable mention too for for moment of the week. Wow, thanks, Dev. Yeah, I know you really meant that, so thank
0: you. <laughs>
2: You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> no, it was, I it's think a you week. spent I th- I think you spent more time getting the field good to go before the game than we actually did playing the game with like a with what was it a two hour and thirteen minute game on Sunday. Yeah, officially with the three forty five start time.
0: I'm pretty sure I I probably drove a tractor or a cart for two hours before the game. And then we played a two hour game. So (laughs) that's, that's just just a standard day, you know, big deal. But yes, shout out again to all, all those guys that helped all my work study guys, uh, some of the staff Um, didn't have any analytics guys out there. Maybe they'll show up next time, but um, they got, they got stuff (laughs) like putting tarps over their cameras and stuff like that. So, Um, yeah, all right, good draft. Uh, go vote, check out Gaucho Baseball Analytics on Twitter, SB Baseball Data. Do you guys have anything coming out? Anything that's cool? Are you guys doing graphics for for home runs and stuff?
2: Yeah, we have been. Uh, I think last year the account was a little inactive just because I mean, didn't have many people to run it. So this year we're trying to make it some more active, a little bit more active. So, like last week, we did the top pitcher velos and farthest home run distance so hopefully about every other week if not like every three weeks we'll update that and then hopefully with between those weeks we'll try and figure out some other stat that is interesting that the the fans wouldn't really see so nothing in particular but hopefully some some more posts and a little bit more active to to give the fans some some data okay good
0: uh, all right, that'll wrap it up. Nice job, guys. Uh, Goucher's got the the series win, seven and three. Four more, hopefully, four home games this week. Pepperdine and then Seton Hall. So we'll have we'll have four games. So we'll have we'll recap all of those games in next week. So we'll have all those uh, to pick from. It won't just be one series. Um, so don't forget about the Tuesday game, guys. When you're thinking about your picks, all right. Sounds Five good. That's UCSB Analytics, Isaiah Ochoa and Devin Koss. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Thank you to Coach Ferg. Thank you to Devin and Isaiah. And thank you to our great sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen. Uh, not a lot of offense this week, but there was some great pitching. And that's something that we will talk about next week, and I anticipate the Gaucho pitchers continuing to pitch well, and so if that is the case, we will get some pitchers or uh, some pitching coaches like Dylan Jones or Chex, um on the podcast next week to talk about the pitchers, because they have been outstanding. Uh, this week, let's see, uh, Tuesday, today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, Pepperdine, 5 o'clock at home. And then Seton Hall comes to town, scheduled for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. As of now, we see a lot of rain on Friday, so I don't anticipate playing on Friday. Uh, But we're going to play on Thursday for sure. Check social media and the website for updated times on the Thursday game. And then if we don't play Friday, we will try and play two on Saturday. Hopefully we can get that in. Um, If we can't play two, then we will play one. So, it's a lot of stuff up in the air at this juncture of the week. We are playing Tuesday, that's for sure. We are playing Thursday, that's for sure. But Friday and Saturday, kind of up in the air. So, stay tuned for any changes. Uh, all right, Gouch is up to a good start, 7-3. and three. They got a strong RPI for their first 10 games. Uh, the week following Seton Hall, we start off Big West Conference play. So, we're getting to that part of the season where these uh, games start to matter towards Conference record that'll do it for the podcast my name is kevin cannon and uh hope to see you at Caesar's soccer stadium this week lots of baseball out there so uh have a good one